0: So, a quick recap of what we did last week. Um, I started by sharing a few things. You know what? Do me a favor. I feel something in the air, something not so right. So, please pray in the spirit under your breath. I feel strife in the air. Pray in the spirit under your breath. I feel strife in the air, so please just pray. Pray in the spirit, everybody. If you need to sort something in your heart, please do. Please do. Please do, so that we can flow. Amen. Amen. So last week we started by speaking on the subject of purpose and um, you know one of the most important questions that anyone can ever ask is what am I here for? Come on, are you guys with me? Oh, also, this is TC. We love the word of God, right? We respond to the word of God, right? I mean, I, get, I got an entire haircut because of you guys, so we respond, right? Are you getting me now? So we respond to the word. Man, just a quick recap, man has one purpose, and the chief aim of man is to please God, right? The chief aim of man is to please God, and that's exactly what we looked at about two weeks ago or three weeks ago, that it is a reasonable service. Two weeks ago, it is a reasonable service. It only makes sense to serve a God who has done all he has done for you. Come on, are you with me? It only makes sense to serve A God who has done all he has done for you. So Revelation chapter 4 verse 11 says that he has created all things for his pleasure. So God has created all things. He has created you. He has created your neighbor. He has created everybody for his pleasure. He created them for his pleasure. So um, someone can tell you you have value, but they can't exactly tell you why you have value. A motivational speaker can look at you and say you are you have value, and if you ask how he just says just because you have value, but that cannot be enough. A man can only have value, or a thing can only have value because that thing has purpose. Come on, are you with me? A thing can only have value because that thing has purpose. Anything that is purposeless lacks value. Are you with me? Anything that lacks, anything that is purposeless lacks value. And purpose simply just means in this context, God has use of you. You know, we started last week and one of the things we covered was um, man has one purpose. One purpose. All men have one purpose. Just the same way, you know, we started by saying purpose is not unique. So you can't, it doesn't matter how clothed a a chair is, How decorated it is. The purpose of a chair is to what? Sit. Um, It doesn't matter how many ornaments you put on this thing. The purpose of this thing is so that it will aid the speaker deliver what he wants to deliver properly. Are you with me? That's the entire purpose of this thing. So also, we have all of mankind, but all men have one purpose. One purpose. And Paul puts it this way. He says, for to me to live is Christ." And to die, gain. Um, Revelations 4.11. You are worthy, O Lord. Revelation 4.11. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. KJV says by your, by your will they are and what? Were created. The reason all things were created was to give God Pleasure. So it doesn't matter how skilled a man is. You know, one thing about purpose is um, if you fail in purpose, every other thing you succeed and succeed at will not count. So as great as it is that you should do the best in your career, which you should do, when you stand before Jesus, he's not going to ask you, Did you um, were you the greatest doctor? Were you the greatest lawyer? Were you the finest girl? He's not going to ask you those things. What exactly will he ask you? What will matter at the end of your life should be the reason for your life. What will, matter, what will matter at the end of your life should be the reason you are alive. Should be what you should give your breath and your existence in. So what exactly is God's greatest purpose right now? That we know him and that we help others also know him. So we put it this way. That we know him and we make... Make him known. Because after the church God saved, Paul prayed one thing for them. He said that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Come on. I think Paul did not pray that you excel in all your other material things. As important as that is. What he told them was that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Because the truth is, your careers are important. They could be a vehicle to make God known. They could be a vehicle to make God known... Every platform that the Lord has given you, it could be a vehicle to make God known, but the platform in and of itself is not the purpose. Imagine all of my, all of my Sunday was just to come and stand here. When I stand and I look at everybody, you guys are going to expect If I just stand here, keep quiet and look at everybody, you are expecting me to do something, what, which is what? Which is preach, right? So this platform is supposed to aid me to do what? Preach. But the platform is not the preaching. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's just a platform to what? Aid what I am doing. It's supposed to do what? Aid what I am doing. This, standing here is not why I'm here. I'm supposed to stand there to do something. So also, our careers are supposed to aid us and help us do something. And every other thing that the Lord has even asked you to do. Um, all those platforms are not the thing in themselves. They are a means to an end. So when you put it this way, you know, um, it seems like, especially for those of you who are like me, who are good in many things. You are good in many things. When people tell you your purpose, if you want to know your purpose, look at your talent. It's difficult. Do I have a witness in the house? It's difficult because I'm good at so many things. Which one do I start with? And then you look at David. David started out as a shepherd boy. Then it was was not taking care of sheep that took him to the palace first. He was playing music. Then he went to the palace. And as he went to the palace and was serving Saul, right? And Saul threw spear at the boy. He escaped and he killed Goliath and then became a soldier. And then from a soldier, he became a king. If that's it, somebody will look at David and say, David, your purpose is to be a Grammy award-winning harpist." But can I tell you something? Even king was not the purpose of David. Because in the New Testament, one of the highest calls that he recognizes David as is prophet. Because David was the one that, even one of the people that let us know that there is a multiplicity in the Godhead. He said that the Lord said to my Lord. So even David being king was a means to an end. Are you with me? David being king was a what? A means to an end. So purpose means God has use of you. And what that means, God has, I have am of value to God. If the very hair on my head is numbered, then I'm of value to the Lord. Say amen. All right. So, speaking about what we spoke about yesterday, last week, <laughs> because I was talking, I was talking, having a conversation with someone yesterday. Last week, life in and of itself, it's, you know, I was watching a video yesterday and he was talking about, um, hey, I need to run through this notes. I was watching a video yesterday and he was talking about a comedian who came to faith. And I can't remember his name for some reason. If I check my YouTube history, I'll find it. This guy, he said that he was looking at his son's hamster. How many of us know what a hamster is? And then the hamster will pick a piece of stick from the other edge of the cage and bring it to this edge and then pick it and when it's done it will run in, at a wheel in the middle then when it's done pick the stick from the other end and take it back and he was telling his son or his daughter i can't remember who he said why why are you so obsessed with the hamster It's because this is us this is what we do Chest things alone Chase things alone. Just carry stick from here to here. Run. Carry things from here to here. This is us. And then he began to speak to a multi. I think he said the guy is a multi-millionaire. They met. The guy began to perform comedy. Out of it was a hobby. Those are the real people that when they say comedy is a hobby, is because he's a multi-millionaire. So as a hobby, he was cracking in comedy clubs for hundred dollars a week. I assure you, he'll be funny. He'll be very funny. So he was just a hobby. So he met this guy. And then the guy told him, okay, why do you believe? He said, okay, so maybe if he amasses wealth, his life will be worth it. And then he asked the guy, because he knew the guy was a multimillionaire, and he said, how do you, um, what do you do with money? How do you amass wealth? And then the guy told him that, well, you amass wealth by, um." <laughs> you mass wealth. You, you can't enjoy material things or created things if you don't have a relationship with the Creator, because at the end of the day, it will all be me- that. That was the entire point of Ecclesiastes. You can't enjoy created things if you don't have a relationship with the Creator. And as he was speaking, he said, ah, "That's deep." He said another thing. Where did you get this from? The Bible. And he said, "Stop enough with the Bible thing." He said, "Have you read the Bible before?" I said, "I'm an atheist." He said, but have you read the Bible? He said, no. He said, then you are not an atheist, you are a moron. No, a lot of people don't believe in a Bible, they don't, they haven't read. A lot of people don't believe in a God they don't know. Are you listening to me? They don't know. I watched a video yesterday about um African traditional religion guys, traditionalists that were arguing with Christians. And I was like, even the Christians are not arguing well. But the African traditional religion guys were arguing, and I'm like, What are we saying? So many people are angry at a God they don't know. But this is the thing. If life is all about things that pass away with time, there's no point to life. It's just picking things from here. It will not matter whether you die now or die in 20 years because at the end of the day, everything will pass away. But for believers who know that God has a plan for my life, even at those seeming things, I work hard at it. Why? Because I know that there's one I'm going to give account to at the end of my life. And because I'm going to give account to him, right? I have the money. I do my career. I do everything I have well. Because he that has called me, he that gave me life, I will go back and give account to him for what I did in this body. So it's not just the what now. I focus on the what because of the why. There's a reason I want to have money because I know that because of my money, somebody can be blessed. Somebody can go to school. Let me can I tell you guys something? With if you save um, 50 pounds every week, every month, rather, you can send somebody in, in Africa to school. Are you aware? Come on, guys, talk to me. Are you aware? So it's not just enough to say, Lord, I need favor. Lord, I want to be an avenue for favor. Because this is what to use. This is a deviation from what I'm speaking about, but please pay attention. This is what to use money for. I remember the Lord stirred my heart, and I just sent someone money this week, and she called me crying and shaking. And it warmed my heart. Because I said, this is what we'll use money for. Because the moment you breathe your last, the money in your account becomes meaningless you can't use it again. So this breath in my lungs, I will use it not just for myself, but for something worthwhile. Are you listening to me? For something worthwhile. So today we're looking at the topic, um, libation. And then as we're looking at libation, what exactly is a libation? Libation is, um, in the part of, Nigeria, I come from specifically. It's, uh, it's the eastern part of Nigeria. So there's something they do when they open a new drink. Do they do it in your side? They pour it on the ground. And they say, Alangoro. They say, let the ground, let the ancestors, let them have a little. That's their tithe. Are you getting me now? Let the ancestors take a little bit. And a libation is basically a drink offering, something poured out in sacrifice to a deity. Now, if you look at it, Away from, if you look at it away from um, the custom, if you look at it away from sacrifice, it's called what? Waste. But if you look at it from the lens of custom, it's called what? Sacrifice, a libation. So what was a waste takes on a new form. Takes on a new form. So the Bible, Paul tells us in 2 Timothy 2.15, I'm trying to run because we must pray today. Are you excited about that? Paul told us in 2 Timothy 2.15, he said, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need not to be ashamed, doing what? Rightly dividing the word of truth. So purpose is one of those subjects that is very dicey. It's not straightforward. It's not straightforward. The subject of purpose is actually simple, but it's also complex. And the reason why it is complex is because um, for everybody, the sacrifices are tailor-made and the ultimate success of what that is, is tailor-made to each person. So remember I said purpose is not unique. Everybody has a, but how you are going to execute yours, if we narrow it down, it's going to be called what? It's going to be called what? an assignment. Are you listening to me? It's going to be called an assignment. So not everybody here will be on the pulpit like me. In fact, a lot of you will not. And this is not the only way purpose is being fulfilled. For example, I'm going to have children. If I don't, at the very least, train them in the way of the Lord, to have them know him and make him known, I've not succeeded. Come on, are you listening to me? I've not succeeded. But then primarily, this is the thing that the Lord will have me do With my life. Let me put it like this. Purpose is not just defined by what you gain by it, it's also defined by what you are willing to lose for it. By what you're willing to lose for it. Remember, I said sacrifices in purpose cannot be avoided, but they are what? Tailor made. They are tailor made. Look at it this way in God's plan, we must have the a, we must hold a healthy balance to be like both, either Moses or Abraham. Either Moses or who? Abraham. Let me let me explain what I mean by that. Moses, for example, the Bible tells us that Moses laid aside. You know what? Give me Hebrews chapter eleven, from verse twenty-four. Has the screen gone off? Hebrews eleven twenty-four. Amen. It says, by faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Uh huh, 25. We're going to 26. 25. Help me celebrate Usa again, everybody. He said, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Next one. Esteeming the reproach of Christ. Greater riches than the what? Treasures in Egypt. For he looked to the reward. Please pay attention. There is something. I know when a lot of people see things like this. They are like. "Uh, What do you mean by reproach of Christ? Reproach Christ. I thought if you call on him. You will not be put to shame. Reproach. You see, in Bible study, there must be a proper context. There must be proper context. There there are grounds to lose things for his namesake. If you were never told, permit me to introduce you to the root shock called sacrifice. There are grounds to losing things for his namesake. So the Bible tells us in Hebrews 11, 2, 1, it said, by faith, the elders did what? Obtain the good report. The entire point of every believer or every believer has a dream that we're going to stand before him one day and he's going to look into your eyes. Alpha. And he's going to tell you good and faithful servant. Well done. The Bible tells us in Matthew 25, it tells us about the parable of the talents. It said that when he was speaking about the talents, you know, he gave some to, he gave some Five, and he gave the other one three. You know the parable of the talents. He gave them all those things. Now, somebody... Now, now, let me just clarify. I hope you know the talent there is not I can sing, I can dance. I taught you guys context, Abby. It's not I can sing, I can dance. Jesus was using the fact that he gave them money. Talent there meant copper coin. Not singing or dancing, say loud, amen. Another one. I hope you know when the Bible says the gift of a man makes way for him. It's not. It's not your talent. It's physical gift. Oh, you didn't know? Yes, yes. it's physical gift. So when you are going to the house of someone who you're trusting, love. Don't go. Don't go like a scavenger. Don't just go and say anything in their fridge. Let's gifts, ayo. Let's gifts. Make way. Amen. Anyways, like I was saying. So, he said, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. So, we look at the story of Moses. You know, like I said, the Bible says, by faith, um, by Hebrews 11 to, by faith, the elders obtained what? A good report. Everybody wants to have a good report because of what, they want to have what God has said about them to be good, true or true. But then we see something in Abraham. In God's plan, Abraham became wealthy. In God's plan, Moses left wealth. In God's plan, 1 Corinthians 7, 7, Paul alluded to the fact that his um, celibacy was a gift. But still in the same God's plan, so like you don't have that gift, don't, don't deceive yourself. Don't deceive yourself, don't deceive yourself. If you read the context, Paul is basically talking about how is married, everyone has his own gift, First Corinthians but still, in God's plan, huh? Peter married and was fine. You see, when we understand that everybody has their temple in God's plan, Enoch lived long, in God's plan, Jesus lived 33 years. When we understand that everybody has his own unique template in God, competitions will cease. Competitions, I can't look at you and say you are a failure. It's not given to me. And can I, let me use that to say something. Be very careful of what you call delays in your life. You're not the one holding time. If the Lord has not told you it's delay, don't say it is. Don't assume that because you want something to happen at a certain time and it hasn't happened, then there is delay. You may not know. Come on, are you listening to me? So, in God's plan, in purpose, in what God will have you do with your life, sacrifices are tailor-made. Listen, when we say that, when the Lord told us that this year is the year of ministry, ministry is not necessarily pulpit. Ministry is gotten from the Greek word diakonia, which means service. Anywhere that is a platform to serve the cause of the Lord is ministry. The media team is not media team, it's tech, actually, media, me, ministry. The music team is actually music ministry. Music ministry is not just people that don't have church that run up and down every Sunday and be singing. That is that a shade? I don't know. But that's not necessarily what just music ministry is. Music ministry is a platform given to serve. So I know many people, when they see our word for the year, is the year of ministry, they're like, ah, all of you pastors. Ministry just means service. This is the year to serve the cause of the Lord. And it's not just in the local assembly. This is the year to win souls. Come on. This is the year to disciple men. This is the year to give more for the cause of the Lord. This is the year to say, I will do this for the Lord. I will do this. Anything I do in line with the cause of the Lord is ministry. And by implication, I'm what? Fulfilling purpose. I'm fulfilling purpose. So look at Matthew 25 like I quoted. It said some had two copper coins. One had three, another had five. <clears throat> amen. Another had five. One cannot say, why do you have three now? Because they know that it's not just what they have, it's what was given to them. I will come to that later. Say aloud, loud, amen. you see a lot of people like to have theological preferences we camp around particular you guys know I God prospers men the day I say God does not prosper an angel can slap me yes God prospers dangerously if you don't know what I'm saying don't worry God has helped me in some ways. I'm like, ah. I will hold there and say, I didn't know. You will favor me this way. Yes, it's true. I remember telling my wife one time about something that God did. She said, maybe I should show it to your life. <laughs> Amen. But while God prospers, we must know that there is a fine line. We must be able to hold these contradictions. God prospers, but there is sacrifice for his cause. God heals, but then there is joy in the storm. Are you here? Mm-hmm. There's joy in the storm. No camping. In purpose, I can gain as much like Abraham. However, if it, like Moses also, there is the part of laying it all down. And like Jesus, laying down my life again. Having said the above, I want to drop a few points to learn. Number one, I like the sound of these papers. Number one, success doesn't define or give credence to purpose. Purpose does. What that means is the fact that somebody is successful does not mean they are fulfilling purpose. Remember, I said purpose is one thing, right? Knowing him and what? Making him know. mm-hmm. And then to take it to his subset is the assignment. The fact that somebody is fulfilling purpose, somebody is um, successful, does not mean that the person is fulfilling purpose. You know, Steve Jobs. After Apple had done all that they wanted to do, Steve went to Nirvana. He went to some monks, stayed with them for about two years, was looking for Nirvana. Well, I have some other theories, but I will leave that. For because people know that irrespective of what we have, there is something inside that we are still longing for. We all have different scripts and it's okay. Some, let me just tell you as this, some people will be richer than some other people in God's plan. Come on, are you here? Not everybody will start businesses. Not everybody will start conglomerates. Like I said, some have two, some have three, some have five. The problem is not that you have two, you have three, or you have five. Sorry, two, one, and five. The problem is not that you have two, one, and five. The problem is what did you do with your one? What did you do with your two? And what did you do with your five? Because when we stand before God, there will be no excuse. There will be no excuse. You know, I was talking to a man of God. He's, he's, he's one of the first spiritual... He's the first spiritual trainer I had sometime this week. I love him so much. He was telling me how... <laughs> he was working in an oil company in Nigeria. Some of you who are not from Nigeria may not know what that means. In fact, he was an engineer. He was an oil field engineer. And because he was an oil field engineer... You know, he was working, doing everything. You know, and then the Lord told him, he just came into the office and the Lord told him, resign today. As in, he, he was in the AC, boy he was sweating. That that's him. The Lord told him, resign when? Today. And then when he was done, now he's pastoring in a thriving church in the city of Port-A- well, Portacott, Lagos, Abuja. Amazing things. And then the Lord told him, he went from earning hundreds of thousands of naira to earning zero. He could have stayed and had been doing a lot, and then we will say, ah, the man is even working. He's earning some money. He's a big boy, he's successful. God is happy with him. You can't tell. He would have been doing all those things, but he will be in what? Disobedience. Come on, are you listening to me? He will be in disobedience. So the fact that somebody is flourishing from what we can see, because God does not see the way men see. Listen, I'm telling you this. That's why you must hold your secret place, your place of prayer. You must be in step with the voice of God. Don't go, you know... Some people say vox populi, vox de, meaning that the voice of the people is the voice of God. Not always. In the multitude of counselors, there is what? Safety. However, it does not mean that the fact that the crowd is going this way means that's where God is going. Go for counsel, but with your life. Know that if the Lord says left and everything is pointing right, if I go right, I'm in disobedience. It doesn't matter how popular it looks. If the Lord says don't do and I do, I'm in disobedience. Because it may look good, but it may not be good for you. Because he that knoweth what is sin and doeth it, to him, he that knoweth what is right and doeth it not, to him it is sin. If there are tailor-made instructions that the Lord, see, you know, a lot of people now it's not a sin to wear trousers. There's nothing wrong in wearing trousers and all this. But here, anyway, where the Lord can tell you not to, and then if you do, at that point it becomes sin. So the man of God told me that story. He said he went from ending that to zero, but you know that that season of his life has passed, um, and the Lord told him this is your last secular job that you will ever have. Because of ministry, for example, there are some jobs I cannot take. Jobs that, imagine I'm not around for five Sundays because I'm working. And because of that, that automatically limits in some sense, some financial inflow. Are you listening to me? Mm -hmm. In some sense. Don't pity me. I'm just giving an example. So listen to this. And like that's why I started by saying we all have a different script. The same devil that is affecting some people's finances wants to prosper others. The same devil that made, that scattered Job's finances was tempting Jesus to eat. Was tempting Jesus to eat. What that will tell you is it's not about the money. It's not about the food. It's not about those things. Huh? It's about your soul. What the devil does is the devil cheats us. Because he knows the worth of our soul, he cheats us. Come on, are you listening to me? Moses laid it down for purpose. So what that will mean is purpose much doesn't always mean right. Even though with much, you can do more. Come on, are you listening to me? I'm not saying don't want money. Don't hear what I'm not saying. Are you listening to me? The way you are smiling, it's like you have been thinking about it. Please have money. If you don't want to have money, have then give me everything. Amen. I will lie down and pray for you. Hallelujah. Remember I told the man of God, I was joking with him. I was just asking him about some workings of the spirit on his life. And I said, what if I sow a seed of 50,000 pounds? He said, I will empty my oil on you. (laughs) Amen. So, success from our eyes does not always mean purposeful. All right. Number two, purpose doesn't automatically mean happiness. In fact, let me start from the most natural things. Ladies and gentlemen. Hear the sound of my voice. Are you with me now? <laughs> you see, the way Daniel is taking notice, like he wants to go and release book so that he will release it quickly. I will now write the foreword with this sermon. The Bible says, whatever your hand findeth to do, do it with all what, what? diligence. Do you know what that means? God does not need to give you, does not need to inspire you before you start get a job. God does not need to inspire you. God does not need to speak. Is it legal? Is he okay? My brother, go and walk. See, if you are here and you are not in school and you are not looking for a job, better repent and get one. Amen. As I said, there's a calm in there whatsoever whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all diligence. You see, <laughs> your feelings are a bad habit of truth. The fact that it feels good does not mean it is true. You may feel, I feel this thing is working. I feel, I don't really like the job. But you don't have money. So you resign, maybe because you don't have children yet. And there are many other things that you will do in your life you may not like. I remember I was telling somebody one time, I said, you see your career, it's not a hobby, it's a job. Are they paying you? It's okay. If you don't like the work, like the paycheck. I started from this so that we can feel it from the most natural things before we get into eternal things. Listen. If you don't like the job, you should like the paycheck. Amen. Uh-huh. So he said, I don't really I don't really like the way. Now there are ways around it, but there are ways there are ways you can handle this, but I don't really like the way my boss talks to me. He's boss, not boyfriend. His boss, not boyfriend. I remember, let me now bring it to eternal things. I remember one time I was thinking, I was like, God, I want to, I want to, I was, I entered the car and I was going to church that Sunday. This was like two, three years ago or so, or one, two years ago. And the Lord had been speaking to me about starting TEC, right? And I said, God, I don't want, I just want to pastor with my pastor. And be happy. And then I, and the Lord spoke to me, he said, Purpose does not mean happiness. And I said, Okay. And I went to church, and my pastor wasn't around that day, so he was one of the other pastors that preached. And the first thing he said is, Number one, purpose is not happiness. (laughs) I laughed. I said, Holy Ghost, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Listen, there is a greater cause, there is a God who owns all. And who has a plan for all? And I must subscribe to it whether it feels good or not. The greatest synonym for purpose is sacrifice. Remember, I said sacrifice is tailor made, right? Remember, I said sacrifice is tailor made. Let me tell you guys this story. You guys want to hear stories? Me coming to the UK to plant TEC was a sacrifice. Yes, thank you. She knows, Kofu knows, a couple of them. It was a sacrifice. I fought with God for two years. It was a sacrifice. I know similar people here that have the same testimony, like dog and all. Coming here was sacrifice. Another brother of mine, hmm, he was working in one of the topmost nations in the world. Tax-free. Tap your neighbor and say, tax-free. No taxation. Allah was No tax. He was working tax-free. The Lord told him, go back to Lagos and plant a church. That devil is a liar. He's a bastard liar. He said, at the time... The Lord told him to go. He was due for a promotion. (laughs) You know when you are tax free, there is not a promotion. Not your neighbor and say promotion. Don't stop harassing my wife. Tax free! With a promotion. (laughs) He said when he told his father, I'm coming back, his father said, tell me the truth, what did you do? Tell me the truth. See, if anybody tells you that in God's plan, you know you will blow. If you follow God to blow, you'll be frustrated. Because following God will bring you to the end of yourself. Because there's a kind of person that the Lord trusts with things. If consecration is not a thing, every it doesn't matter the sermon we preach is a waste. Leading of the spirit, oh, prayer, oh, finances, so oh, it's a waste. Because everything piggybacks off consecration. So my own coming was the sacrifice. His own going back is the sacrifice. I can't say, Lord, you are sending it back. Maybe you are sending me too. In God's plan, your assignment is tailor-made. Everybody will stand and answer their father's name. Do you know one thing that keeps me on my toes? I will stand before Jesus one day. I will stand before Jesus one day. There are many things I think. If I don't give in church, nobody will know. How will they know? They will never know. But I know that there is an all-seeing God that sees all things. I will give account. If I live my life the way I like, I know it leads to meaningless. If I secretly live a secret, a double life, how will you know? Can I even... Let me say something. The reason there will always be false prophets is because they are false believers. Some people actually don't care the source as far as it works. And you'll be wondering why they laid hands on you and you are seeing serpents. You deserve it. Let me not get angry today. You went somewhere and all they do is prophetic. (laughs) The man of God cannot teach. Anybody that cannot teach should not be on the pulpit. Go and sell ice cream. Because the word of God is the handle of a man. So there are many people that actually don't care. As far as it works, they will go. If you have you, if you speak with people who have been deceived by a false prophets, most times they were desperate. And most times, desperation will not let you see clear signs. I will teach a sermon soon, avoiding Balaam. Avoiding Balaam. Marking and avoiding false prophets. Normal FP now. <laughs> The greatest synonym for purpose is sacrifice. Is sacrifice. Is sacrifice. Lord, what have you asked me to do? If you ask me to lay it down, because the things you're asking me to lay down don't matter or weigh as much as you do. They don't matter or weigh as much as you do. Number three, if it's huge enough to live for, It is awesome to die for. I wrote it that way. One thing about purpose is when you find out why you were created, it doesn't matter if you die for it. The early church, when you read church history, people gave their lives for this thing. They gave their lives. They died horrific, horrible deaths for this thing. This gospel I have found that has given me eternal life. All more men need to know it. That's exactly why I live. So every other thing that God is going to tell me to do, they will piggyback off this essential thing. At my workplace, I'm going to do more. I'm not going to be a useless employee. Because even on that back, it is it can help start a conversation with someone else. I'm, not going, to, I'm going to have my money because I can help fund the gospel. Come on, are you here? I can help, I can do all those things for the Lord's sake. But I know that just the same way the stage is not there for the stage's sake, it's there for preaching's sake. I also know my career is not there just for career's sake. There's more. Come on, say, "There's There's more. There's more. So I'm going to stand on that and I'm going to give more. And I'm telling you guys this. I know some of you listen to motivational speakers and feel bad. There is more to your life. You can do more. See, they didn't create you. They can't tell you what more means. More is only healthy in God's plan. Come on. Can I say that again? More is only healthy in God's plan. Just the same way growth is good. But any growth that does not have process, bodily is what is called a cancer. Docs, am I right? Am I right? Uh Uh-huh. You have like four doctors here Nabi, or three? Four now. Mm -hmm. You're not a doctor. You're a native dog. (laughs) Amen. Any other growth outside? Paul said, anyone that must strive, must strive for mastery, but he must war, law, fully. Just the same way, imagine you start, you run a 400 meter race, you start on lane one and you end in record time, but you ended in lane eight. You are disqualified. <laughs> it's the same way you are doing like you said, there must be more. See, don't let anybody motivate you out of what God has asked you to do. And let me tell you, oh, that's where my mother used to say, it. Oh, not everybody will be the giant of the conglomerate. Not everybody will be entrepreneurs. Some of us will work for people and it's okay. You will work for people and it's okay. Some people will not even pioneer churches. Some people will not, I was telling my wife yesterday, some people will not even champion social causes. They will come to church and serve. At the workplace, they will work under somebody. At their, They will be behind social causes and they will be fine. The Bible speaks of Anna the prophetess. After she lost her husband, she stayed in prayer till the Messiah came. She didn't marry again. I don't know everybody will get married. That's another one people don't need, like to hear. <laughs> Somebody said "Omo, There are more women than men on the earth. Shola cannot marry two. I'll swear for him. He has do that behavior. So, the woman, Anna stayed praying. And she was praying and praying. No, if you want to marry, pray towards your marriage, please. Don't hear what I'm not saying, no. <laughs> Anna stayed praying. And she was praying towards um, the coming of the Messiah. And the Lord told her you will not see death till you see him. Somebody that looked at Anna will say you wasted your life. What do you mean? You just stayed there? But I can't categorically say that if Anna did not pray, things will not have happened but we know from scripture that prayer is how God facilitates his will on the earth. So we can say if Anna did not pray, it's possible some things will not have played out. So also you can look at somebody. The way God is going to ask me questions pertaining to NIM and TEC, right? And other expressions of the ministry that that are going on on the ground. is the same way God is going to ask you pertaining to your own unique script. God is not going to ask you based on mine. He's going to ask you based on yours. So all those things where you feel bad, this person's life is brighter than mine. Who cares? Stay on your lane. Shine the brightest on your own lane. If it's huge enough for me to live for, it's awesome to die for. I can die, if I find out the reason I'm alive, I, I can give up my life for that same purpose. Number four, right? There's an, there's an, because it's bigger than me, whatever I lose for it is worth it. Purpose is, there's an indifference in purpose. Because it's bigger than me, doesn't matter what I lose for it. Doesn't matter what I lose for it. Anything you lose and you lose your mind is your idol. Can I say that again? Anything you lose and because of it you lose your mind, it's your idol. There should be nothing you lose and you pass out. Let me tell you the story. There's a man of God. He's in Ghana. I honor him so much. This man lost two of his daughters one day. He took a break for about a few weeks and came back to ministry. I know a man of God in Nigeria, he lost all his children. Is it all? Reverend Omar One child. I know someone who, he was climbing up on Good Friday to preach. They told him his son in America had died. Went up as if with hot miracles. They say, you've lost your son. He said, I know. I know. It's painful, but there's more in my tomorrow. There's more. Life, welcome to the school of hard knocks. Life is not a bed of roses. There must be a fortitude in a man that has found why he's alive. Maybe the UK has shown you low self-esteem because you've applied for jobs you are not getting. Apply again. And I'm saying this if you don't need it now you will need it soon. There's an indifference in God's plan. Anything I lose as far as I still have his plan for me I'm fine. If anything happens and I have to leave the UK I'm not my life is not over. We dig another well. There's an indifference because he's bigger than me. Whatever I lose for it is worth it. Because I don't live for myself. If you don't compromise here and here, I will not do this for you. Take it. Now, you're going to be friendly. You're not going to be obnoxious. You're not going to choke Jesus down people's throats. You'll be friendly and be emotionally intelligent, evangelically intelligent. However, if it has to go, I will gladly lay it down. My final point God wants you to prosper. God wants me to be wealthy. God wants me to be protected. Those things are true. But let me tell you something. Those things are elementary. They are are true. But a a step higher says in purpose, I serve the Lord's cause. What does that mean? I know how to abase and I know how to abound. I'm going to strive to do the most in my career. I'm going to. Ah, this sound is giving me joy. I, I love the way I'm sounding. I'm going to strive. Is. The oil is just. Are you me now? Hey, Chody, I'm doing well, you? Thank you very much. It's your time. It's tying things up.
1: <laughs> what did I
0: say? Daniel has made me forget my. uh uh-huh. No, that's not my point. God wants me to prosper. It's true. But that's a little entry, my dear Watson. Some of you don't know Sherlock Holmes. for you don't know it, calm down. So, there must be more. God wants me to prosper. Yes. He has created all things richly really for us to enjoy. Yes. Come on, are you listening to me? Yes, it's true. But deeper than those things is God's cause. Because... In God's plan, I know how to abase. I know how to abase. If nobody has told you, let me tell you now. Tough times abound. but greater is he that is in you? You will sail through those tough times, come out on the other side and be fine. There will be times of great rejoicing and then there will be other times where things may not be really good. But however, I will not lose my mind. As far as God's hand is still on me, his plan, he still has a plan for my life. I will live for those things. I will not live for my pain. I will not make a shrine to my pain in my life. Uh, I will not make a shrine to the offenses in my life. Somebody hurt me, and then I'm not going to make an altar and be worshiping that hurt. Do you know what he did to me? How could he? How could he? Come on. Come on. Listen. Again, like I said. God wants me to prosper, yes, but a step higher than that. And you see, people who always ask, Lord, give me, give me, give me, 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 me. Those are children. Those are children. In your house, there was a time where all you needed to do was cry. And food came. You didn't care how, it just came. Another time, you just said, you went to meet somebody and you dragged their shirt, I'm hungry. Food came. A time came when you met the person and said, "I'm hungry." They say, "Are you under a spell? Don't you know where kitchen is?" Is growth. At some point, you have to muzzle up. At some point, you have to mature. There must be more in your work with God than youth. There must be more that you are living for than because if you are living for only yourself, it is likely to taking stick from here, putting it here, taking stick from here, putting it back here. I serve the Lord's cause. So yes, the like I said, God wants me to prosper. Everything is true, but it's elementary. Why? Because Abraham moved to wealth in God's plan. Moses moved away from wealth in God's plan. The Bible says, "I'm gonna quote this so that we can run fast." Give me Matthew chapter sixteen, verse twenty-five. The Bible says in Philippians chapter two, from verse five to seven, he said, "Let this mind which was in Christ also be with you that he counted it not robbery to hold on." to the likeness of God. He laid down the same likeness because of you and I. He lay, so let that same mind, that humility that was in Christ, let it be in us. I.e., if he laid down, I can lay down. Because humility, what humility is, is actually to lay down your status and everything you think you have for his sake. So also, look at Matthew 16, 20, 25, for whosoever desires to save his life we'll lose it. But whosoever desires, whosoever, dog please, whosoever loses his life for my sake will what? Find it. Give me Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 16 to 17. This is, is Jesus spoke. Whosoever desires to save his life, 16, 12, 16, we will lose it. If you desire to, um, um, maakabada If you desire to save your life, you will lose it. It means that there must be more to your life than the things of life. There must be more to your life than the things of life. There must be something in your life that transcends time and goes into eternity. Come on, TC, are you with me? Look at what the Bible says. It says, lest there be any fornicator or profane person, like who? Come on, like who? who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. Give me 17. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. Listen, what does this verse simply mean? It means that there are things that men want to chase after. Come on, are you here? There are things that, it's just what Jesus quoted, people who want to, um, there are things that you want to, those who are looking to save their life will lose it. Just the same way, Ecclesiastes said, those who are seeking for only the things of life is meaninglessness. But the Bible called Esau, he called Esau a what fornicator. Come on, are you here, TC? TC, are you here? He called Esau a what? Fornicator. So it means that people and people do this, Esau jettisoned the plan to possibly even carry the Messiah. Jettisoned it for, for a morsel of meat. Esau came with his food. He said, please give me your yam and oil. porridge. He said, give me your own. He said, there's food. He said, I will die. He said, you will exchange your birthright. He said, what is my birthright to me? Come on, he said, what is, people do this in different ways. They do it through money, do it through sex, do it through every, many things. They do it through many things. They do it through many things. But the Bible, because of that, called Esau, somebody who could not hold on to pleasures. And that's one thing, one reason why we fast. When we fast, we are building self-denial. We are fasting by 11, you are, you are tearing bread. You are, you are tearing bread. Esau, Esau. We fast, you say, can we break by 12? Are you for? Are you for? Some people are just frowning like the joke is not funny. You are the one I'm talking. Come on, are you guys listening to me? Having said that, we're going to be fasting from the 15th of January. We're going to be fasting from the 15th of January to the 30th of January. Please, I want to beg you, as you fast, drink water. Please, drink water. If you can add a little ribina just something small to your to your water don't add half of it to be ribina oh, because your body needs electrolytes not 50-50 don't worry no need a little ribina not 50-50 like 10% or 5 so that you are drinking more water come on are you guys listening to me so that your electrolytes don't pass out though. And can we had bread? Just little. Don't eat Pringles. <laughs> Please take a little bit take water so that you can be alive. Please and yours because your system still needs and you can just in the morning in the morning people take coffee every two, two hours. Right? Don't take, you can take juice just once, once. But please, take, I will advise you, nothing will do your body more good than water. Because some people will be fasting, their lips will crack. Like you are a smoker. All right? In fact, you know what? Just take only water. Are we happy now? Water with a little bit of juice. That's all. I say, we're not breaking now. And it's the same day, it's not stretch. don't worry. (laughs) Then two, please listen to me. Don't ask me questions now. Please listen to me. Drink water. Take um take get multivitamins. Doc, am I speaking? (laughs) Take take there's one my wife, bought. I did take up now. Because the journey is stiff. The prophecy is for the nations. How many nations have we gone to? So before we pass out. Had somebody died three weeks ago on the field. It's not an attack. He didn't he used to he fasted till he saw glory. Please eat, eat, eat. And when you are breaking, eat well. Don't eat like a gluten, No, Eat in portions, drink water. We're starting from midnight. So you wake up by 5 45 a.m. and eat. We're starting from midnight. You can break. Please listen. You can break anytime from 3 p.m. We'll be praying in the evenings on Google Meet. We'll send the links to the workforce group and then the connect groups. So we'll be praying. Um, and I think it's amazing our midweek service is starting this Wednesday. Praise the Lord. So we'll be meeting here by 6. Thir- no fasting on the weekends as well so that you can recoup. Listen, some of you are like, why now? Let me tell you, the point of fasting is not hunger. The point of fasting is focusing our attention on the Lord. That's the point. So if you are fasting and it's already 2 30, you are just waiting to eat three. There's no point. Just eat. Amen. So Jesus said, He said, He it diligently with that. Jesus said, What well, shall he profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses? So learn to let go of yesterday because of tomorrow. Coming to the UK was the greatest sacrifice till date I have done. But I let go because of what God said. Take risks. Listen, better to fail in God's plan than succeed in your own. A proper assessment of needs begets sacrifice. Some things will gladly be let go off because of his plan. In purpose, you find a fine blend of sacrifice. When there's a fine blend of purpose, and please pay attention to me. Track me with your eyes, please. When there's a fine blend of purpose and sacrifice, there's tenacity. I will push for what all the Lord has for me. If he did not walk, I will go again. If this door is closed, I will reinvent myself. I will go again. The Lord told Isaac, To go to that land. And they covered his well. Do you know what that means? The Lord can tell you to do something. And for the first few times you try it. You meet obstacles. But then you go again. You go again. You go again. There is no milestone to hit. God can do much with my life. There is more than what I have hit. There is more for my life. And what that more means. Is if this is how much I used to. I used to. Do I can do yet more for the Lord? I can give more for the cause of the gospel. I can give more so that other people's lives can be blessed. I can honor my parents better. Huh? I can be a better person than I am. I can preach the gospel more. I can pray more. I, thank you, um, Sophia. Sophie. I can, Sophie, mm-hmm. I can preach the gospel more. I can grow much more in the knowledge of the Lord. I can do more. more. More! More, 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 more. More. Come on, are you ready to pray? Rise to your feet, TC. I trust you were blessed by the teaching of God's word. Nelson Pahagan Ministries is a mandate that seeks to see men saved, trained, and sent. For more ministry content, visit us at t.me forward slash nelson and for contact details follow on instagram at nelson God bless you